Good morning for the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, November 24th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we'll pick apart the Biden administration's announcement that it will release crude oil from America's reserves. Some people have described it as the strategic political reserve as opposed to the strategic petroleum reserve. Our U.S. energy editor, Derek Brower, explains how the move might have backfired. An FT video journalist and producer Donnell Newkirk will talk about his documentary on the music business and how artists navigate the changing industry landscape. I'm Joanna Gao, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Yesterday, the U.S. government said it will authorize the release of 50 million barrels of crude oil from the country's Strategic Petroleum Reserve, or SPR. That's the equivalent of about two and a half days' worth of U.S. oil consumption. The White House said that the goal is to bring down fuel prices, but oil prices actually ended up higher. The FT's U.S. energy editor, Derek Brower, says commodities markets knew this was coming and weren't impressed. All in all, the market looked at this and thought, "Eh, that's not a huge amount compared to what we were expecting. And anyway, in a couple of weeks' time, OPEC, which the U.S. administration has been asking to increase supply, may decide to do the opposite, may withhold some planned increases, or may even cut, some analysts believe. And so when you factor all those things in, the impact on prices was not quite what the administration hoped. Prices have risen, not come down. So, Derek, is this a blunder on the part of the White House? Did it miscalculate the oil market? Some analysts say that the administration just isn't very well equipped to handle the nuances of the oil market. I think that may be a bit unfair. It has lots of very bright people working in it. I think actually it's working just fine for the administration in terms of what the administration wanted to do with an SPR release, which is signal to Americans who are about to drive home for the Thanksgiving holiday to see their mother-in-law to signal to them that they were acting to try to drive down petrol prices, gasoline prices. Even if it doesn't work, they can now blame OPEC and Saudi Arabia and Russia and For the U.S. administration, that's important because inflation across the economy is such a huge drain on on President Biden's popularity at the moment. So it sounds like more of a political move then. Yeah, some people have described it as uh, the strategic political reserve as opposed to the strategic petroleum reserve, this reserve that was that the White House announced yesterday it was going to tap and release oil from. And some other people have described it as a symbolic move. The U.S. is actually coordinating this oil release with several other big countries, including the U.K., also China. How common is this? Well, this is really interesting as well, because the last time that the U.S. got involved in a coordinated release was in 2011, when there was a civil war in Libya, which is a big oil producer, and Libya's oil production was pretty much shut off. So that was a genuine oil supply emergency, and prices, oil prices were heading you know, north of $120. Today, there is no real emergency in terms of supply. In fact, supply is increasing around the world. What there is is a political emergency for President Biden about inflation in the US. So the International Energy Agency in the past would coordinate these emergency releases. This time, the IEA was not involved in coordinating this. And some IEA members like Germany were quite hostile to the idea of using emergency reserves of petroleum that are there for supply disruptions like hurricanes or or civil wars. Derek Brower is the FT's U.S. energy editor. 
The way we listen to music is so different than it used to be. It's largely because of technology. People have so many ways to listen to music now, and artists have new ways to make a living. FT video producer Donnell Newkirk documented the journey of his own cousin, the artist-producer Dirty Blonde. Donnell dropped the video on our website earlier this year. This film is about the evolution of the music business. The industry has gone digital, with streaming now reigning supreme. Donnell told us what inspired him to make the film. Watching my cousin, Dirty Blonde, watching him in at the beginning of his journey, uh, I, I just wanted to document everything and really show an insider's perspective of the music industry in 2020 and beyond, the current music industry. Um, I've seen other documentary films. I was really inspired by Hoop Dreams and and uh, in The Last Dance, Michael Jordan's Last Dance. Um, so I just wanted to show what the music industry was from the inside. My name is Dirty Blonde. I'm a recording artist and record producer. I'm from upstate New York. I've been trying to make it in the industry for about two years now. We grew up in the church, our grandparents, so we're all pretty musically inclined, singing in the choir, playing instruments. He played the drums since he was like a toddler. And so when he started making music, it was kind of just a natural transition. As with, I think, every artist, you know, they start out with that dream of getting a record deal and making it big. But you have to adjust. Uh, it's not easy to get a record deal. It's not easy to get yourself out there as an artist. As you see in the documentary, at 300 records, trying out, performing for a record label, playing his, all his music, singing his heart out, giving it all he had. It's essentially a tryout for the record label, and they gave him his feedback, and then they'll, they'll see if they want to work with him or not, based on his music and his character and, and things like that, his charisma. So yeah, we've seen it all. He's, he's went from record label meetings to independent platforms and releasing music online, things like that. Watching him ad adjust and finding platforms to where you can put your music out there independently and then marketing himself on social media and, and things like that. He's just had to adjust and, and go with you know what the trends are and to stay relevant. Before COVID happened, I was about to do a festival, but because of the virus, it, it got shut down. So now I'm, I'm doing a virtual live performance with eMusic Live. It's just a new way of, of, of entertainment. It's a new way of, of revenue too, as an artist, you know? It's not just artists. Record labels have had a huge adjustment as well. Labels once dominated the industry, and a lot of people would say they exploited artists with terrible contracts. Donnell interviewed several record label executives for his documentary. What's the right choice for an artist? kind of up for the artist to decide, right? I think today artists probably have more choices and so it's hard, whereas in the past it was simple. You really had one path, which was through a major record label. And I believe that uh, artists should do whatever deal is best for them. Some artists don't need a lot of money. They need guidance. Because the labels are so flush with cash right now from streaming, um, as they compete with each other for talent, they're also driving up the price of signing talent. All that means that, that artists are really in a, a better position to negotiate contracts and they can now um, command bigger advances, better terms like higher royalty rates or even ownership of their masters. So the label is just acting as a distributor. Some artists don't need the label. You can blow up on TikTok, you can distribute your music independently and therefore you automatically own your masters and you own the majority share in the royalties. So you're getting all your money back. You're not splitting it with anyone besides the rest of your team. 
but labels are great for some artists. They do are very still very powerful. Uh, they still have a great marketing teams that can really help you focus. They help you to get uh, sync licensing and sponsorships and things like that. So they do they do serve a purpose for some artists. But every artist just has to really look at their situation and see what works best for them and what's most important for them. I've learned that it's not just about music, it's about business too. As an artist, you are the business. Like uh, JC said, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. It's different ways to make money. I think as a, as a smaller artist, you know, it's about the hustle. You can watch the entire documentary on FT.com. We'll have a link in the show notes. Special thanks to FT video producer Donnell Newkirk, to Jess Smith for producing this piece, and to Breen Turner for mixing it. And a musical note before we go about Radiohead, one of the earliest bands to leverage technology. The English rock band streamed the release of the album Kid A more than 20 years ago. That's prehistoric in internet time. In 2007, they made the album In Rainbows, available as a pay-what-you-want digital purchase. And this month, the band's released an interactive exhibition, time to the reissue of Kid A and Amnesiac. It's downloadable on computers and video game platforms. Radiohead produced a psychedelic experience together with Epic Games, the developer behind the wildly successful game Fortnite. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. We'll be off for the next two days for the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday, but make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. I'm Joanna Gao, and I've been hosting for Mark this week. We also had help from Peter Barber, Gavin Kalman, and Michael Bruning. Our global head of audio is Cheryl Brumley, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.